From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. Thank you, Shaggy. Off the Record. Here we are again, episode 66, which is season three, episode six. We have special guests tonight. I'm going to get cracking because I think this is might go on a little bit otherwise. We're not sure. <laughs> Definitely. It's a, a rescheduled show from three weeks ago, actually, when both of our esteemed guests tonight, um, I'm excluding Pete as being esteemed, the other two, uh, who I'll introduce in a second, uh, pulled out unavoidably uh, three weeks ago. So here we are again, and we are talking Bruce Springsteen, okay? Um, they are two uber fans of the boss, and we are going to be talking to, as you can probably see them on screen if you're watching on Facebook Live. Firstly, we have back by popular demand, dressed like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I'm starting Bruce Springsteen cosplay as a thing. Does he drink gin? Springsteen, he doesn't. He, uh, he mentions it in one of the songs I'm talking about tonight. So ah, I'll there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, John's probably already working out which song that one is. But Jackie, <laughs> Jackie Martin, Hi. welcome back, Jackie. Always thank great to have you, you on. How are great you? Great to be back. I'm good, thank you, darling. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. Yeah, remind everyone exactly where you are in the UK again. I am in Exeter, in sunny Devon. Sunny Devon. And I did wave at Pete when he drove past the other week. Well, I didn't oh. drive. I kind of went very, very slowly. Yeah, you crawled. You. So <laughs> I could have gone out and walked up to your house and had a coffee in the length of time it took me to get there. <laughs> I think everyone drives slowly through that. I just remember coming back from Cornwall one time. It took us about nine or ten hours, literally. Oh, yeah. to it took me seven and a half We take our down. time. It's all very leisurely. Yeah. yeah, we stopped off at Stonehenge on the way back, actually. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Jackie. We'll come pleasure. on to you in a second, of thanks course. Thanks for asking. Also, uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, back again for his second appearance, we have second Uber Bruce fan, John Matthews. So, hi, John. Thanks for coming back on. Good evening, darling. Good evening. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you very much. Cheers for having me on. That's a pleasure, sir. It's a pleasure. Now, remind us again, you are in the UK. Whereabouts Just again? Just literally 45 minutes up the road from Jackie. Oh, right. In, okay. On the Devon-Dorset border in Lyme Regis. Excellent. And Pete, Equally we know where you are. slow. <laughs> Got honiton certainly is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Stinky Pete's with us, of course, to put his 10 cents in or... As I said earlier, other currencies are available. I have many. Which one would you like? Saudi reals? No, it's all right. We'll, all right. we'll um, And he's in Edelsborough in Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire, whichever he decides to put his feet in at the time. This is true. Right. So we are talking Bruce Springsteen. Now, I've asked everyone, I've asked Pete to do it as well. We're principally thinking of Jackie and John here. Jackie, John, and Stinky Pete. Sounds like the start of a nursery rhyme, doesn't it, really? I don't know why. <laughs> some really 19... Some terrible 1960s yeah, back. We're like a true Dave, Dave D. Dozy. Dozy. Yeah. Stinky Pete. <laughs> Let's not get onto them again. <laughs> Dave D. Dozy, Jackie, John, and Stinky Pete. 
So they're going to offer their 10, no doubt some honorary mentions along the way, but their 10. Always more than 10, love. Bruce Springsteen <laughs> songs that we can. Uh, You're only allowed 10, Jack. Okay. Only allowed That's 10, but there will be some honoraries, I'm sure, along the way. Well, John uh, has seen my list because we wanted to see how much we clash. And I'm not actually sure how much we do clash. Uh, do you know okay. what? I haven't really. I decided against actually looking at your list too oh, much. So I kind of, I don't really, um, there's me looking at it now, quickly flipping <laughs> through. Do you know what? We, I think we're good. There may oh, be fab. a couple, but I think we're good. Excellent. All right. Okay. And I've got, I've got 10 that I've put randomly at the end. I'll just read them out with, and I've got some other people that give me loads, loads of other people giving me some Bruce Springsteen songs. So I'll read them all out. At the end with mine and with Pete's as well. You've done ten, Pete. Have I've you? got ten, but I've got no commentary on them. So no, no, no. One minute on each, if uh, necessary. <laughs> that that long, Pete. That long. Well, thirty seconds. You know. All right. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> before we get cracking on the actual songs, then from our esteemed guest, I'm going to quickly go round all three of you, actually, just to say, and I want this quick, snappy, if you can. Bruce Springsteen. You do album. know me, Cole, don't you? <laughs> if, if you're gonna pick one album of Bruce Springsteen's to take on a desert island with you, which one would it be? Jackie, on the spot. Western stars. Western stars. Western stars. Contemporary. Mm. Okay. John, got an idea? Born to run. I can't, to can't run. help it. No. And Pete. Uh, working on a dream. Oh, very left field. That's left nice. field, isn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely left field. Okay, right. Oh, mine. I have to be boring. Actually, I think I'd actually go for boring USA. <laughs> As Jackie's teacher, <laughs> that's this, this playing with her chest. I'm not at the moment. No, <laughs> so have a teacher on born in the USA. <laughs> I've got my denim underwear on as well, Pete, so we're all right. All right. I've run a training course today wearing this top half looking professional and the bottom half wearing a pair of swimming trunks. Um, We're all all good. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, let's get cracking with these Bruce Springsteen songs. And I'm going to start ladies first, I think. Oh, right. What have you got? Well, my list of of 10 is a list of 18. Are there any in order? Are they in order? There's one and there's 17 others. Okay. Well, are you going to so, leave the one till last? Uh, or we just get it out the way now? Oh, well, go on then. Go on. Thunder Road. Devil. Thunder <laughs> Road. Okay. Because it's Thunder Road and it's just so epic. Um, I notes here. I'm trying desperately to read. I've, I've had this song in my head all day today. Um Oh, it's just brilliant. My first, the first Springsteen gig I went to was the, uh, one of the Seeger session ones. And the guy I was with at the time, we just legged it up the motorway in his lovely little purple convertible thing. And Thunder Road was blaring out and it was just, you know, roll back the window and let the wind roll back your hair. It's just epic. Absolutely epic. Um, I think I've probably read this quote before, but he said at some point that the song was about an invitation to a better life, greater experience, hopefully more and better sex, more fun and sense of personal experiences and possibilities. 
it's the idea that it's all lying somewhere inside of you, just on the edge of town. Oh. And I love that. Mm. I've got to admit, I'm a big fan of Thunder Road. Oh, it's just glorious. Absolutely glorious. And it reached, it's, oh, our old friends Rolling Stone put it at 111 Ooh. on their greatest songs of all time. Really? Okay. Were there any others in that list? I didn't even check that list. <laughs> I don't know, to be fair. You'd think so. I know so, there are but... other songs. I just meant Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Arbitrarily I'm make it. On a theory that if it's the top 500 songs of all time, there must be about three million on there because every show we ever do, there is half a dozen songs that are in the Rolling Stone list. So, yeah. Frank, just how many like, charts did they release on an annual basis? Thunder Rose stands on its own. It does not need validation from bloody Rolling Stone unless it was Cameron Crow. Yeah, uh, fair enough. The thing is with Thunder Road, it it stirs it stirs some emotion it's the intro to that song it's just it, it, it's it's typical bruce it's it yeah it just stirs a lot in me and it's got the most unromantic romantic love line in it that uh, you ain't a beauty but hey you're all right now if you were to sing that <laughs> to your partner right, there's only one person in the world that could get away with telling his missus that she ain't amazing, but she'll do. But you'll do. <laughs> Which is basically is... what he's saying. Yeah. But... And that person is not Rob Brydon in Blinded by the Light, because when he sings it, you think, okay. I've not right. watched it on, on, on purposely. I've not watched it. but um... It's all right. There's a few good kind of fist pumpy moments, but it's okay. Hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a great line. But yeah, like I said, it's a really a, for an upbeat sort of rock thundering along song. It really does stir emotions in me. So uh, yeah, it, it it has made my list as well. So we can we can we skip can over that one straight away. Yeah, yeah, but, it? um, but yeah, it's just a just a fantastic song. Yeah, I think uh, if I were to choose one Bruce Springsteen song, if it were possible and not 150 or 18 or however many it might be, <laughs> mine would probably be Thunder Road. Mm-hmm. Snap. Well, it's in my top It's in my top five songs of all time when we did uh, my Desert Island list. It, it's in oh, my I... top five. It was on mine as well. It didn't make my top 10, and in fact, it didn't make my top 20. So there we go. It's okay. What do you know then? What do you know, Pete? What yeah, there's always one. Trying to be and edgy, after. trying to be edgy is Pete there, not Thunder. Yeah, gee, I'm just Twitter saying, a couple of nights ago, we I, I good, don't expect any less. It's a good song, <laughs> it's I like it, it's fine. It's, a to good song. it's just not in my top 20. I'm sorry, it's don't apologize. You should be, don't apologize, but <laughs> up yours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rhonda said, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town for her album. There nice. You go. Nearly every person in Bruce's Cleveland concerts sings along to Thunder Road. Gives me goosebumps every time. Mm. Goose pimples, as we call them. Well, is we? this the point where I, where I mentioned for the first time tonight, because I will probably mention it a good two or three dozen times that I have actually got tickets for him next year. I was, I was successful for the first time. 
Uh, is this going to be poor. your first? Is this going to be your first Bruce gig? <gasps> yeah, the last Mate. couple of times I haven't been able to make it or been able to afford it. So um, yeah, wow. this is this is my first. I'm taking the wife and the three kids along. We're having a pop up family day out. Great. Yeah, so Fabulous. back to Hyde Park after two Excellent, visits yeah. this year. We're back to Hyde Park next year. Brilliant. I didn't. I didn't apply. I didn't even try to apply. Actually, for some reason. I don't know. I'm just not a great fan of the Hyde Park thing, really. I love um, it. It's my first experience of it this year. You went to see Twice. Eagles, didn't you? Eagles and Pearl Jam. Yeah. Two weeks apart. I love it. I love the place. It's a really yeah, good I've been vibe. I've Hyde Park a few times and really liked it. Well, obviously, apart from Queen, it was shite. But apart from that, the, um, the rest... Do you of, not like Queen, Pete? No, I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> but the other times... Get I, that quiet, mate. <laughs> yeah. but the other times I've been at Hyde Park, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, anyway. I went once for um <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> who did I go and see? Oh, um the whinging singer we don't talk about anymore. And um that's the one. I went to see him at Hyde Park and I was, and Beck was there as well, who was magnificent. But um with MS, my days of standing at gigs are uh, way behind me, so I would need to sit. But no, I'm not going what? this time round either. Rhonda got her ticket today as well, she's saying. Oh, well done, Rhonda. <laughs> but she's she's this will be her 18th Bruce Springsteen concert. Wow. You, I think she likes you, him. Can you block her from this <laughs> <laughs> Can we rub it in a bit more? A bit harsh, a bit harsh. I've never been to Springsteen. You've never seen mm-hmm. her? No, and I haven't applied for tickets either. So. I've seen him no. three times and just loved every second of all of it. I think I would probably enjoy it if he just cut out all the chat in between the songs and just played music, but I, the thought of sitting somewhere for three hours, I just couldn't do it. I'd be bored. And the rest? Half, so. than three. Oh, Is it completely all worth it. John, don't listen to them. You'll have an amazing time. Oh, I've already given up listening to Pete. <laughs> well, it's, it's mutual. <laughs> I know so exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. This is going to yeah, be a long well, night, boys. I saw him, <laughs> yeah, we saw him on the on the Born in the USA tour at Wembley Stadium. That must have been eighty five or eighty six time. Um, and then we went again at Wembley Stadium again. Oh, I lose track of time. Was it three, four years ago now? Oh wow! I think yeah, and, and well, Graham came along with me. No, I haven't seen I him since Magic Ball Tour was the last that. time I saw him. I think it's Wrecking Ball Tour. No. Uh, the Rising? No. no. Four years ago. Would that have been... Before, well, um, Western Stars was three years ago, so... Yeah, so it's, it's before way before that. then. Yeah. Not Devils and Dust. No, that was... It was probably working on a dream then. Wasn't that too... Might have been. Uh, it would have been Wrecking Ball then. That was his album prior to yeah. Western Stars, I believe. Yeah, or was Looking it the right? It's hopes, one of those high hopes. High hopes was twenty fourteen, maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, enough you of me going to see you Bruce. Were there. So we've that. covered right. we've covered Thunder Road in detail. Anyway, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, let's get on. No, song number one, John. <laughs> number two, Jackie. What's for you? Number two. Oh, is it going to be all me first? Why not? Oh, I wouldn't oh, go, John, if you prefer. Yeah, because I... Yeah, go John. Actually, go gonna, John, because he had a yeah. you know, the same song as you anyway. John, what's, so your, what's your next one? My list is predictably uh, uh, chronological. 
can't help it. It's just the that's way fine. I yeah. So I am going straight in with growing up off greetings. Off oh, nice. Yeah, I just I, I I love the song anyway. But when he started the when he started the Broadway show with it, I just thought it was the most perfect song for an introduction into someone's musical life and a life in general. And yeah, I'm not going to get, I, I haven't made any notes. This is all going to be off the cuff. Um, I, I, no. It's a great, fantastic intro. And it just, it just, it, I'd recommend it for anyone who's getting into Bruce for the first time. I always say to anyone, if they're getting into an artist for the first time, you go to their first album. Uh, and I just think it'd be, it's the perfect introduction song. For more more reasons than one. So yeah, growing up. Nice, first album. love it. Is is growing up? Is that with a, with a G in the growing, or is that growing up? I, I, I uh, no G, no G. It's Steve Steve Wright and the apostrophe. Yeah, Steve Wright would say yeah. No G. Yeah, I just quoted Steve Wright. Oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> he quit the other the other week, didn't he? Yeah, he I, I really he hope so. He got fired. He got he got re. He got repurposed. <laughs> he got repurposed. You're getting too old. Yeah. Yeah. Too old. Sad times. Sad times. Uh, okay. Growing up. Someone had growing up on their list. Sex. I think that was Rhonda. <clears throat> it's Rhonda again, uh, John. She All had right. growing up in her list, but I'll read them out at the end. But she did have it. She had the live version, uh, August the 8th, 1978, the Cleveland Agora, which must have been oh. released as, um, yeah, a set. And she says nice. it's one of his one of his best ever live sets. Out of the eighteen she's seen, wow! Yeah, I'll take the word. <laughs> no, Rhonda, we love you, but wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Not jealous in the slightest, darling. Well, if, she, if she if she emails to say like she's met him or something like that, then then I'm done. <laughs> We just cut the show. Was she in Springsteen and I at the end when he met all the fans? Was she one yeah. of them? <laughs> she might have been. She might have got up on stage with did dancing in the dark. Dancing oh, Who knows? That was my dream as a ten-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jackie. What's your second one? Um, I've got my list. And I'm just kind of looking at and pointing. So I'm going to go with Human Touch. So it's probably best if you tell us what they are rather than point to them. Yeah, no, just <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be 10 of these 18. I just haven't quite decided which one. All right, are. okay. But human touch, I've always human loved touch. it. Um, and it was particularly poignant for me during the pandemic, I think, working from home, being vulnerable and having to isolate, and it just missing people. Mm. So the lyrics spoke to me more than they ever did previously. Um, he just sounds so desperately lonely in it, and it breaks my heart. I think it's a wonderful track. Mm. It's uh, yeah, that's my that's on my list. It's my number eight. I think it's a. I, I agree with you. I think it's him at his best in that type of song. You know, it's a yeah. very melancholy. It, it catches you up, doesn't it? And, and, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I was on my own during the lockdown as well, and you kind yeah. of sit there and go, "Actually, that is what you miss." And you know, Zoom kept us vaguely sane, but um, yeah. it was uh, yeah, it's a beautiful. It's song. that kind of guttural kind of cry towards the end of the song as well, but just really, yeah, very yeah, moving. Right. But he does sound just so desperately lonely. It, it, it's it's a great song. Are you, are you like Human Touch or Lucky Town released on the same day? 
You think? Yeah. Oh, Human Touch is much better. Yeah. 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 Lucky Town's a bit more of an afterthought. I think. Yeah. Could have made it a double album, really, instead of. Yeah. Thumping it up a bit, but. but Then everyone would say, yeah, it's one of those that perhaps should have been a single album. Maybe the the best tracks from those. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's got yeah, he's got a decent track record when it comes to double albums. So. <laughs> Let's cut the guy some slack. <laughs> <laughs> and triple albums, in fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, triple live albums, isn't it? Triple live albums, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. He can right. pretty much do whatever the hell he wants. Yes, he can, in- indeed. Oh, yeah. John, what have you yes. got next? Next off uh, Born to Run, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Mm great sort of honky-tonk sort of intro to this song as well. Again, um, touching on on his Broadway show, which really did sort of... I know, I've, been, I've been a Springsteen fan for many a year, but for, for me, he's, he, uh, he's always been great. He's always been up there. But that Broadway show really kind of showed what else that man can do, if you know what I mean. Mm. He's been a rocker. He's... he's he's been an acoustic sort of you know Nebraska sort of style music but to do something like that Broadway show uh, I think it took balls and he'll admit that that he was putting himself really front and centre emotionally um, and physically and and, and likewise when they played 10th Avenue Freeze out that night and he was talking about Clarence he, he really, he really put his heart out there for everyone to see in a way that I don't think we'd ever seen before. Because he is a very private person, isn't he? Very so private. So for him to to do that night after night after night is really mm. quite something. And the emotion. Obviously, we've only seen one show. We've seen the the, the Netflix version of it and taken from one night. But I do believe he probably got that emotional every night when he was talking about his mum, when he was talking about his dad, when he was talking about Clarence, when he was talking about Danny, every single night you could tell he, he meant every single word. And, and the, way he, the way he talked about Clarence was such heartwarming ferocity, you know, before he played 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And even throughout the song, when I think he changed the lyrics ever so slightly to, to end the big, when the big man joined the band, I can't remember exactly the line. It's just, yeah, it's it's a. I could have picked every song off that album. Yes, you did like that. Yeah. Did say I, that I've, I've quickly, I've quickly taken Thunder Road off because we've. Uh, I needed to get my list down to a more respectable number. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tenth Avenue Freeze Out is the first of two that are on on that album. Well, it's almost a perfect album. Like you say, it's hard not to pick everything from yeah, there. Isn't absolutely, it? yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Oh gosh, it's that's brought it all back to me. The whole Netflix thing. It is so raw. But mm. to, like I say, to do that every night, and as you say, I'm sure it was with that much passion and that much heart and that much soul every night. He's quite yeah. an interesting character, isn't he? Because I think I get what you say about him being private as a person. You know, he doesn't do the whole celebrity shtick, but. He really, really, really wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm. And you absolutely know what he thinks and what he believes. He doesn't hide any of that. And I think that's very much to his credit. You know, I think very honest. 
Yeah, I think mm. that's one of the things that makes him attractive as a person is that you kind of feel like he is not, there isn't anything fake about him. You know, he's, no, he's, he's very yeah. much who he is. And, and I think actually that's one of the really, I think that's what makes me warm to him as a person, as mm. well as, you know, liking liking the music. He comes across in the right mm. way, I think. It's quite across. rare, I, I find personally, that you kind of warm, I've warmed to a lot of musicians without actually liking their music. And I've warmed to a lot of musicians' music without actually liking them. Yeah. Um, mm. And Springsteen covers both. Yeah, I agree with that. Perfectly. Yeah. And and touching on what you said about him as a person, when you read when you read his autobiography, a bit like the the Broadway show, it's there, it's front and center. He hides. Netflix nothing. Or the Broadway show almost brought the biography to life, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. I haven't read the biography. Um, I must uh, I must get it. Oh, it's, an, you must. It's, oh it's an amazing read. You know, you don't you know, you've got no reason to know that you know what he went through as a kid with his family what he's gone through personally with his own demons and his mm. own battles and, and what have you it's just it's great really bottom line to read something about such a rock icon and realize he's the same as we are yeah it's not yeah Oh, you're going to have me in tears by the end of the oh, night, John. No. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Please don't. I've had a stressful day. Yeah, you, yeah, blame <laughs> the gym. <laughs> it's the gym. Mother's ruin. Mother's ruin, yeah. <laughs> why, why is it then? Why is it? Because I've mentioned to a few people that we've got the Bruce Springsteen show coming up. A lot of people said, oh, no, don't. Don't think much of him. Oh. A lot, and, and, and some Americans, I thought American, Springsteen was like, as American as apple pie and baseball and gun violence, you know, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know what I mean? But no, I don't know what it is about, what it is about and that people don't. I don't. don't. I went out with the guy for 18 months and he couldn't stand Springsteen and he did terrible impressions of him. And when he appeared on Desert Island Discs, I had to go out of the bedroom and listen to it in another room because he refused to listen to his voice. Not with him anymore, no. Oh, no. The no, <laughs> many Good reasons, and that is certainly one of them. Yeah. I don't know whether there's an element of, of people seeing him as a, as a sort of left-wing socialist sort of guy, but he's got a lot of money, and people don't like that, do they? they think, oh, no. Um, they, they uh, you money. can apply that to all the big ones, you know. Yeah. He, he divides opinion in the same way that Bono does, in the same way as McCartney does. You're always going to have idiots. The bigger they are, the the well, more easier to knock them. It's right. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think one of the reasons, and I mean, thinking back to being the age that Colin and I are, then you know we were kind of we were teenagers, or as Springsteen was starting, and I think that there was a lot of there was a lot of people originally saw him as kind of um, a faux Bob Dylan in that he was mm, a singer-songwriter and, you know... monitor. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it, it, was, it wasn't until Born in the USA, mm. so kind of mid-'80s, when he'd been going, what, 10, 11, 12 years, whenever... I can't remember when he started. Was it 73? But, 73, um, I think, yeah, the first yeah, so I So it wasn't really till then that he started getting this real following as a kind of stadium rocker 
And, and is that the image you think people still have? Of and I, yeah, and I think, and I think that that's that was what divided people at the start. And I think when you when you take against somebody or against an act very early on, it's very hard then to be man or woman enough to admit that you were wrong. So mm-hmm. I think it kind of it, it it's almost it backs up to that early experience of listening to the artist, which isn't really fair. And especially with someone like Springsteen, who's grown and matured and changed so much over over the time. You know, it's still obviously Springsteen, but it's not like he stays still, is it? I mean, he's developed, he's done all kinds of different stuff. Um, so I think part of it's prejudice. Okay. Well, yeah. our, the fifth, our fifth guest on the show tonight, Rhonda, has said, um, firstly, um, on, on that element, said Bruce has campaigned for one party. The other party says he should just shut up and play music. He's always been political. She also pointed out that the tour maybe I was talking about for Springsteen that I went to was the River Tour, which was in 2016 at, at Rings of Egg Bell. I know the River was out in 1980, but hmm. the River Tour. And okay. also she adds, uh, talking about John's, one of John's, his third choice there, I bawled like a baby in the first, the first time he played 10th Avenue Freeze Out after Clarence died. I was oh. not alone. You'll, you'll get you'll get Jackie off again. You'll set her off. Stop her. <laughs> right. Pick your next song then, Jackie. Let's get on. Um, let's go for, there's another Mary, but a different one from Thunder Road. Oh, Mary, don't you weep from the Seeker Sessions, which I know will pe- please Pete. I love that album. It's brilliant. I could have I could have chosen any of the songs. I didn't choose that one. I chose another yeah. one. But it's uh, I love it. It's a great album. I love it as well. It was my first Springsteen gig. Um, we were something like three or four rows from the front and somebody rushed the stage when he was singing... Um, Oh, the early Elvis, a mystery train, which is quite bizarre. <laughs> um, I'm not a religious person in any way, shape or form, but hearing that song with that band in that setting was really quite glorious. And I was incredibly moved. It's just joyous. It really is. And I've been singing it for about a week. It would not leave my head, just walking around the house going, oh, I, I can't listen to the actual We Shall Overcome track, because if I do, then I'm literally singing it for a fortnight. It does my yeah. own. And I, I then have to go and listen to something completely different. So I, I don't play that. But when I play the album, I don't play that track very often. Yeah. <laughs> it won't go away. <laughs> no, he, the Seeger Sessions was a really brave move. It was probably seen as really uncommercial, but then... All of a sudden, BBC TV was showing him playing it in a church, I think, in London, in this lovely yeah. setting. Wasn't it? Yeah. Was it London? Um, and completely unexpected. It was a pretty big hit. And yeah, live it was live, it was really something else. Really good fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was I think it's a wonderful album. There's not a yeah. enough track on it. Well, Froggy went to court in, maybe we can go, but other than that. <laughs> but, yeah, but if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a Pete Seeger album, you have yeah. to do that song, don't you, really? I guess. You know, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like But no, that's that's the standout <laughs> one for me on that. Really yeah. lovely, sing-along, rousing, religious experience. All right, excellent. It's not one of those albums that I've I should obviously dig this one out more. And, and try to get to listen. Are they all 
They're Pete Seeger songs then, or are they sort of unknown songwriters and he just arranges them in the way he wants to on the album? Are like they that. all Pete Seeger songs on there? I'm I thought sure. they were all Pete Seeger, but I might, I, I might be wrong. I'd, I'd have to check. I can, I can, I've got it next door. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll, um, I'll go and check. <laughs> it's literally in the next room. So, uh, you know. Well, while you're disappearing then, John, what have you mm-hmm. got next for us from your list in chronological order? Okay, I've kind of been as we've been chatting. I've been deleting because I really kind of. You said ten songs, and I'm and I'm trying. So I've got it down to eleven, and it's been quite painful actually taking stuff yeah, no. out. I don't it like is. doing it because um, it makes me then look at the list and go, oh, I can't believe that's not in there. I can't believe that's not in there. Oh, it wasn't. Tell there. Me about it's it. just it's just now gone. Um, <laughs> but I am I have stuck with the fact that I've got two tracks off, um, well three technically, but I've taken Thunder Road off because Jackie did it for me. Uh, so I've gone with Jungle Land. Yay! Because it's an absolute, what was it, 11 minutes of pure musical heaven. Um, and they do say that some songs should never be that long. Um, if, I, I Who think are they? They don't have, he could have made it. He could have made it longer if it, is, if it was going to carry on being that good. So, yeah, how can, how can I not have Jungle Land on? And it's my f- son's favourite Springsteen song as well, so... Yay. How old is he? That's gone in uh, 18, nearly 19. He's coming, obviously, coming with me to see him. Fantastic. So, yeah, Jungle and Land. That closed the Haunterman. Belter, it did. Yeah. yeah, okay. Someone had that on their list. I'll read, as I said, I'll read them out. Whether Pete has found I out do. any information that he wants to uh, pass on about the Seeger album. Um, I've just looked it up here, actually. Um, yeah, no, there's lots of traditional arrangements. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say like this. Yeah, so Seeger changed some of them. So, like Jacob's Ladder, for example, he wrote. Oh, a, that's a brilliant song! That, I nearly chose that one. I didn't. I chose. Oh, yes, I know that is the one I chose. That, yeah, that's I, an absolute belter. Yeah, absolute belter. So uh, no, it's, so it, it, it's it's stuff that Pete Seeger recorded, and they they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a a track yeah. listing here on on uh, Wiki, and obviously they are obviously always correct. All songs traditional or public domain with unknown songwriters and arranged by Bruce Springsteen, unless otherwise noted. And Oh Mary, don't you weep? Doesn't have anything by it actually as a writer, so it must be presumably one of those. It's a Negro spiritual. It's, uh, it oh. says that it's, uh, it's a Negro spiritual. Okay. Right, from Jungle Land to Jackie. <laughs> to, oh, I'm like you, John, I'm thinking I can't leave that out. I can't leave that out. Um, be like me doing with... a Beatles list here, wouldn't it? It's like me doing a Beatles list. No. Putting it down to 10, I just... You couldn't vote, Cole, surely, I'd could be, you? I'd be struggling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Yellow Submarine, I've got to have Yellow Submarine in there somewhere. You know, have you? it'll be like that. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> have you been drinking? I just. <laughs> that's all Revolution bad. 9. No. I don't mind Yellow Submarine. <laughs> I don't mind Yellow Submarine. Anyway, enough anyway, of Anyway, let's go with Ain't Good Enough For You from The Promise, which uh, is not an album I know very well, I have to say. Um, when Sean Keaveney was on Six Music, he played it a lot. 
he he always said it was the start of Christmas when he played it because it sound it's got a kind of Christmas sort of jingle sing along element to it. And it just reminds me of Sean Keaveney being on Six Music, which is no longer a thing which is disgusting and appalling. Um, and it's just a really good song. You know, he's he's sing, he's with this woman who's not impressed by anything he does, including um, lovemaking. He buys mm. a book with all the latest it's moves and, a, <laughs> and an album with all the latest all the moves. Fruit. You mean you mean it changes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and every way he tries to impress her, he's dressing up smarter, he gets a new job, and she's still not interested the stupid delusional cow. So but it's, <laughs> it's good fun. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's a really good song, really good fun. Okay, from the promise. You. John. What have right, you I'm crossed on, off your list? I am onto the river now. Okay. And I did have the river on here, obviously, yeah. but yeah. that did come off. Um, but two hearts. Oh, two hearts. River. Uh, it's, a, it's a good... Better than one. Well, yeah, exactly. To get the job done as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> the reason I picked that one, they, I, I watched a documentary probably about three or four years ago now. It must have been. I kind of, if you think it's like two years and you need to add two on because of COVID. So it must, have been, yeah. it must have been four years ago. There was a documentary about him and he was sat in outside his garage at his home on the ranch, just acoustic guitar in his hand. And he played a version of Two Hearts. And obviously it's an upbeat rock and roll song, but it was just him, acoustic guitar, like a lot of his stuff he's doing these days. And uh, mm. yeah, I just love the simplicity of it. Stripped back, just in touch with his, because obviously he comes from a very sort of rockabilly, rock and roll background. Um, and he, and he, he certainly doesn't lose that element of his style on that album. You do think, the, think of the river, you, you think of the title track and the, and a couple of the other sort of ballady sort of tracks, but it is a good, good old fashioned rock and roll album. So yeah, two hearts off the river. I love that album. I maybe would have Me chosen too. that one ahead it of was, Born um, in the USA, but I didn't in the end. I'm pretty sure it was released two or three months before I was born. Sorry, in 1980. Oh, right, yes. In 1980, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> I've got. I've got children who were born in 1982. <laughs> oh, he's a baby. Stop picking on him. Yeah, 42. I love the live version of that. Actually, I love a lot of the live versions from that album. Actually, on mm. the 75-85 set, the triple album. Yeah, that and you can look, but you better not touch. I mean, oh, yes. uh, fantastic! Enough of that, though. Right, Jackie, on to you. Oh, Western Stars, I just adore as an album. When he came out with this in 2019, I want to say, yes. just kind of pre-pandemic. It just took me completely by surprise. The strings on it, the orchestration is just incredible. And his voice, 
Oh, I could have picked three songs at least from this album, and I think in my 18 I have. But one I'm going to go with is There Goes My Miracle. Um, oh, that saves me. That saves me. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's service. That's me of service. Um, a very good friend of mine passed away not long after this album came out, and we had a conversation on the phone about two weeks before it, after it came out, just discussing how incredible the strings were on there, especially on this song. And yeah, and it just reminds me of him. Mm. And it does make me happy and it does make me sad. But and I went to see the film at the cinema. And I think I talked about this before and I was just digging my nails in to stop myself from sobbing because I think a lot of these songs on this album are just beautiful. And this is the one that always just has me in bits. This and Hello Sunshine just destroy me. Um, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I went to the cinema to watch it too. Um, and I was listening to it thinking, because it's kind of ironic because of uh, how that gig hands out in the end I'm sat there thinking do you know what it's a, it's an it's an old sort of Jimmy Webb song and I sat there thinking I could I could hear Glenn Campbell singing this <laughs> and then at the end of the show obviously he plays Rhinestone Cowboy yes. and I'm thinking mm. it just all made sense but it mm. was just it's, it's such a curveball of a song for him but it's just got the, the classic elements of all those great 1960s American songs, like I said, mm-hmm. that Jimmy Webb could have written it, Glenn Campbell could have sung it, and and and, and the boss just does it wonderful justice. The sunsets and women and cars and it all comes together and it's the just- highlight of that gig. The highlight of that show, watching it, and I've I've bought it on Blu-ray since, and I've watched it lots of times. Snap. If you 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 catch him make eyes with one of the guys that are playing a cello or a violin or something sat down there. And, and this guy's probably my age. He's in his early forties and, oh, and, and Bruce just, just catches his eye like that. And this bloke's face lights up like he's a kid on Christmas morning meeting <laughs> father Christmas, you know, and I'm look and I just think yeah, that's, there's not many people that can do that. This guy was in his band and he was still starstruck, you know. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's it's an amazing, great. amazing night of music. It is just glorious. It's a great album, actually. It's... Came back with a bit of a bang, didn't he? It's, it's quite a long gap, I think, between that and the one before, which was High Wrecking Hopes. Ball. I think it was. Is that High Hopes? Or, yeah, High Hopes, yeah. High Hopes. One of the High Hopes was 2016, I think. Uh, yeah. t- uh, I hope 2014 Western 2014. Stars 2019 so yeah five the year first gap. song you hear on Western Stars is is the hiker is, is one about the hitchhiking and you think oh here we go this is going to be yeah. good you just know where this is going to go where it's going to take you and it does and is Moonlight Motel the closer on the album I can't remember but that's just that from, well, that may make my tenure. I don't know, but that's just heavenly. Yeah. Really well, good. Hold yeah, Moonlight Motel, yeah. Moonlight Motel closes it, and mm. that's amazing. That's, you know, sleazy meeting up 
with your bit, side, bit on the side that you're not supposed to. It's secret relationships in a motel and then he comes back mm. and it's all boarded up and the romance is over and fabulous. Fabulous yeah, Americana. Do like that one, Moonlight Motel. Mm. Uh, okay, John. So well, I think we're halfway through these songs now. So let's uh, continue. These. Okay, so we are on to nineteen eighty four. We are on to Born in the USA. Um, so I'm in a. If, 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 I don't know if I mention it on Twitter or not or whatever, but I'm, I've, I've been in bands since I was a kid, and recently we were kind of oh, we've got to get a. Springsteen song into the set list, you know, but I'm very much of the you, you, you can't, you know, because you're not Bruce Springsteen sort of thing. So you got to pick so carefully that you, you you can do a song justice, and 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 everything's really well produced. Everything is. Uh, I play it and thinking, no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, so we picked, and I've picked for the list, uh, "No Surrender" of the Born in the USA album because it's a quick fire sort of three chord and the truth sort of song. Um, and the more we were learning it, the more I was listening to it, and the more I really started to enjoy it. Um, now, like that song and a lot of songs off that album, and I've said it before, the problem I've got with albums like Born in the USA is because it's that they get, it, they get lost in the commercialization um, of how it's sold to the public and born well, in the look USA, at the title probably, track with Reagan you know I mean yeah. I don't like that because it's almost it almost feels like an album is forced on you when it when it gets that sort of attention behind it um, so I always growing up I always kind of shied away from it because I didn't like the fact that we were told we should like born in the USA because you know it's a commercially successful album it wasn't until later on in the years where i kind of you strip back that commercialization and you take it for actually what it is which is a really really good album you know and then you kind of go back thinking well maybe the commercial maybe they were right you know maybe maybe the point was it's a great album. A good album you need to listen to it you know but i kind of shied away from it for years because i didn't want that you know, you've got that iconic image of him with the with the baseball bat in his back pocket and the born uh, and, and, and the born in the usa um title track courtney cox and and and, and all that and but yeah it's such a it's such a wonderful album it really yes. is Phenomenal. I kick myself for spending all those years not really listening to it. Well, I think the problem with it was, and I agree with you, I think it is a great album, but the problem with it was that 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 the track Born in the USA, as you say, there was the whole Reagan thing and it kind of became this jingoistic, isn't America great? But but it clearly actually, didn't listen but, to the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you then listen to the lyrics and it's basically, yeah, America's great in the same way that Born on the 4th of July says that America is great. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's saying, actually, there's a whole bunch of things that are wrong with the place. Um, yeah. And I think it was just because it had that, you know, that real, the the, the, the whole sound of Born in the USA. And as you say, the baseball bat and the, you know, the, the whole thing, it, it, kind of it was totally misinterpreted and i think that kind mm. of either put people off or it sucked them in to something that actually wasn't what it was so I, I, agree with you, John. It, yeah. I, I like it as an album but i i kind of fight shy of it 
for exactly that reason, because of that mm. misinterpretation and the commercialisation that came with it. You so, hope that yeah. people who did find it went to the back catalogue. I mean, I certainly did. What It came out when I was nine or ten, I think, born in the USA. And Dancing in the Dark was the first thing I'd ever seen or heard of him. Yeah. And, you know, when I was old enough, I went through the back catalogue and you hope that other people have the same, you know, have the same journey. Yeah. It was certainly his most. I mean, it's the first of his albums that went to number one in both the US and the UK, actually. Mm. The River was close, but only made number two in the UK. But Born in the USA was top on both sides of the pond. And I do like it. Yeah. I think it's a phenomenal right, it's, a really good, it's a really good album. All right. No Surrender. Yeah, good track, good track. Open Side 2, didn't it, that one I seem to remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. In the days where, you know, we had side one and side two. I suppose they're coming back with the vinyl, aren't they? I still do, mate. Most of what yeah, I'm sure you do. Side one and side two. So we're Gordon all, is I mean, pleased back. by that. Your dealer. He never went I'm away. Dealers, <laughs> right? That really, that does. I'm, I'm sorry, Colin. I, do, I love you lots, mate. But that really winds me up when people say it's coming back. It's always been there. It's never gone away. I've been collecting since I was 14 years old. Um I love the fact that it's commercial and it's so much easier to get hold of. But with that comes negativity that everyone that now works in a charity shop is a fucking record expert. And what was, <laughs> and what was, and what was 50 P five years ago is now 30 quid. It's just, oh, like, no, no, hang on. There's a very good reason. There's a very good reason for that. And I was having a conversation with someone about this very recently. And that is because especially big charity shops like Oxfam yep. they now add people come in and train them in what the expensive vinyl is, because obviously they're about raising money. And so now that it, and I, a true story, I went into um, the Oxfam Music and Books Shop in Lancaster sometime earlier on in the year, and there was a copy of Octopus by Gentle Giant. It was on the shelf for 110 quid in a charity shop. I was having oh, this yeah. rant with a friend of mine very recently about our Oxfam Music Shop. Um copy of Sergeant Pepper was there for £30. You go and get exactly the same one in HMVs, three doors up the road. But the thing Not is, right. will be really pressing. <laughs> Don't mention those three letters to me, please. Don't. You're going to get me on a high horse in a minute, and uh, I don't want to go. I don't want to climb up those two. Okay. Okay. Jackie, go on in. Is it me? Take us away oh, from this. Okay. Let's go with we take care of our own. Oh. Love I that, absolutely way. love that song. That is my number four. It's that song super, is brilliant. It's pure Springsteen, isn't it? Is it is lovely. It's, it's an absolutely brilliant. You're, are you frowning, John? No, I'm. I'm, no? I'm basking in the brilliance. I'm, yeah. just, I'm watching him now. <laughs> he's he's a he's a great guitar player, really. But he gets carried away when he plays. And I can just see him now just doing that. I'd, I'd hate to be one of his guitar strings. but he, he, <laughs> Actually, it'd probably be pretty good. But I was going to say, hold I, I, on, I he's just, got his I fingers just all over you. That'd be amazing. Smacking up and down on that Telecaster to that song because it's got such that really ferocious intro 
um, mm. the, with a bit of feedback. And then when he comes in, yeah. I, right, yeah it's, but it, it's, it's not only the fact that it, it it's a great song, but I just think the lyrics mm-hmm. are fantastic. Mm. That, for me... What what I've, I've played that on loop for ages. What Bits of came. Bruce, isn't it? Was it? On, it was on Planet Rock, and I thought I really like this, so I then bought the album and I but I downloaded it and I got it on like on a compilation thing, and I played it in the car. I played it to death because I just think the words are absolutely yep. fantastic. Absolutely, it's pure it's, Springsteen, isn't it? It's, it's, it's really bitter. It's patriotic, um, but it's patriotic with a bit of an edge. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Absolutely. No. That's really yeah. well put. It, we take we take care of our own, but maybe we don't give a shit about anybody else. <laughs> is, yeah. is, is kind of the the interpretation I put on the edge of it. But it's yeah. a great song. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Song. It's fantastic. A lot of people came out and said because um, Springsteen had done a lot of stuff around that time with people like Arcade Fire. He'd turn up on stage with that's them. right. Yeah. Um, Another band I just absolutely adore and um, got a bit of a soft spot for the Gaslight Anthem as well. And he was, he kind of took them under his wing a little bit as Mm. well. And maybe a bit of their influence rubbed off and him on this album, but it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Wonderful. I think mentioned this before. What what was this Bruce business at Glastonbury all about? Why was he making Mac a singer Bruce song? I think I asked that, and and maybe he, I don't know, maybe Paul said, do you want to do one of yours? Yeah, maybe. I I think that's what happened. I think, I don't think that was Springsteen's ego. I think that was Macca's day. It's when two two amountable forces meet, isn't it? You know, (laughs) it's just one of those things, yeah. Yeah, it's like putting Thor and Loki on stage together, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a great gig actually at Glastonbury. Oh, incredible! <laughs> right, uh, one of the Rick- Hyde Park gigs is—is is it possible that Springsteen may stick around for a Glastonbury night? That's the rumor. That, funny enough, that is a rumor I have heard that he's going to headline Glastonbury next year. Ooh, that'd be nice. It's been a while since he's done it. Yeah, and I don't think the locals can look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Seven hours what was later. He, what, yeah, what was the fine? He got a record fine, didn't he? And that was McCartney was. with him as well, wasn't it? I don't know. Last time he headlined, he went over massive, didn't he? And uh, they fined him for it. And he just went, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do, I look, do I look like I care? Don't you know who I am? I'm sure he could afford it. I'm sure he could afford it. Exactly. He's yeah. suffering too badly. Exactly. We take care of our own. A wrecking ball, yeah? Yeah. Great. Yeah. God, that's 10 yes. years old. Jesus, that's frightening. Yeah. We're not getting any younger, any of us, are we? No, we're not. Because no. basically, no. that, was, that was basically yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2012. That was the Olympics yeah. here, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, let's not go down that route. I'm really tired and emotional about the whole thing at the oh, moment. Oh, okay. God, yeah. I'm what about you. being old? No, about all oh, of the... This was 10 years ago, and now what a great place it was to live in 2012, and now it's a shithole. Anyway, uh-huh. moving on, let's talk about Bruce just Springsteen. To, just to break it up as a sort of intermission, what do you have for dinner tonight, Pete? Uh, it's becoming a bit of a culinary sort of... 
Oh, he's gone. On Twitter, we've got this whole Twitter foodie group now. It's bloody wonderful. We have such a laugh. Um, I, I had a really boring one tonight. I had pork pie and salad because I just fancied a pork pie. So I had a whole massive Mowbray pork pie and a lot of coleslaw. That was it. Coleslaw? Oh, no. See, coleslaw's rank as far as I'm concerned. No, you've got no, to make it properly. Coleslaw, I yeah. literally could eat tons of. I just mm. sifted it out of the thing. It is. I, I recognise that it is coleslaw. Yeah, coleslaw. spot on. It's wonderful. Spot yeah. on. None of this supermarket in a tub nonsense. A taste of vinegar. None of that. Okay, that fair make enough. Make it properly. I think isn't the only condiment with a pork pie mustard though. Um. Yes, I had that too. English mustard. English mustard, obviously. Yes, and lash, lashings of black pepper. It was very nice. And right, crunchy okay. celery, crunchy celery sticks. Excuse me for one second, gents. I'll be right back. Okay. Did we have a dessert, Pete? Uh, no. Well, yeah, chocolate. I, I can't be asked to cook desserts. I don't do that. Ask any of my children. They always used to dread it when I was cooking. They used to go, we're not getting dessert, are we, Dad? And of course you're not getting bloody dessert. It's me. Anyway. So. <laughs> right. yeah. What is it with kids and their and they oh. they think they've got a god given right to a pudding. Oh, no. It's not Sunday. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. About? Yeah, well, when I was a kid, we were lucky we got dessert at all. Never mind. I mean, yeah, it was a Sunday thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with my mum, the dessert was uh, pretty much the main course of the of the year. Hence, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm big C. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the whole meal was sort of around the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the the apple pies or the all the apple meringues, apple Did meringue. You, oh. the, the one, the thing. My mum was not the world's greatest cook, and that's being kind. Um, but um, she did do an absolutely brilliant um, bread and butter pudding, and that, that's basically the only pudding I really like. So, uh, that's, uh, my, my mum did. My mum was Scottish. I don't know whether that was an element to it. I don't know, but she she did what she called a bread and butter pudding. Now, bread bread meringue, she called it actually. Yeah, but well, that was, is bread, yeah, that is bread and butter pudding. What with meringue on top? Yeah, it, well, you've, there's lots of different versions of it. It was yeah, like bread in it and milk and cinnamon, sultanas and raisins, bread on the top and then whack the meringue on. Yeah, yeah. I know when the meringue was... Meringue on it? Sorry, yeah, I came in the middle of the meringue. You did like a meringue, my mum. <laughs> <laughs> or a... <laughs> or a ming- m- meringue. I've got to be honest. I've, I've got to say that if if the war in Ukraine goes badly and the Russians do what they're threatening to do, which is to invade the rest of Europe, I can keep them out of England by just throwing my mum's sausage rolls at them. Because basically, <laughs> if I did that, then all of their tanks would be just detonated at the, <laughs> just at the edge of the water. The most amazing things you've ever eaten in your life. I wouldn't worry well, about the it. Many... They're not getting past Dover. So <laughs> <laughs> right now, mate, they're not getting a, they're not getting past the Dnipro River, but uh, exactly getting out of Dover. <laughs> exactly, they'll get there. It's and good they go, oh, I'm not waiting this long. Let's just turn around. The, the population no. of Dover voted for uh, no freedom of movement, and now they can't get to Tesco's um... Express. So good bloody luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after a culinary ex- uh, intermission, John, <laughs> Let's get back to bossing this uh, show. Okay, I'm getting getting my list back up. Okay, so we are on to Tunnel of Love album. 
which Ooh. I have a massive soft soft spot for it. Yes, it's overproduced and it's a little bit uh, it's commercial. Late eighties, isn't it? But yeah, I right. think it's great, and I could have picked any of the tracks off that album. I, I do have a real soft spot for that album, but I've gone for Two Faces. Little bit like Two Hearts, same sort of song, just the boss and the overproduced acoustic guitar. But <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, the whole album, uh, I could have picked any track off that because I, it just reminds me a little bit of my childhood. Um, I was I was too young to, to really appreciate Born in the USA. So I was around seven, I think, when Tunnel of Love come out. So I, I paid attention to it and... Yeah, so for that reason, it's uh, it's one of my favourite albums. And Two Faces is my choice from said album. That's his divorce album, isn't it? Yes. Mm. To the actress. Sorry, I got confused there. I thought you meant that was John's divorce album, and at seven, that was going some. I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was seven. I've got the end around that now. Well. <laughs> was that his divorce? Not the divorce... <laughs> Of course, from the New Street Band, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he did, he did tend to, yeah, that was, I mean, East Street Band, the big born in the USA, and then he came back with just that, yeah. said, that softer Yeah, album. it was just him. Just him. Mm. Overproduced or not, yeah. Mm. But it is, it's oh, a, it's massively it's overproduced. It's, it's got far too many synthesizers on it, but it's, yeah, forgive it was me, the it's a great album. Some yeah, exactly, songs the 80s. There. If it worked for Bowie, it could work for Springsteen. So, mm-hmm. well said. Yeah. Becky, over to you. Well, I, I, I couldn't have a ten without Santa Claus is coming to town, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I sodding love this. You like oh, Christmas songs, right? well. I, I love, I love Christmas songs song. and could listen to them all year round. This is. Definitely in my top five Christmas songs of all time. Yeah. Um, seeing it done live with Steve Van Zandt wearing reindeer antlers makes you watch The Sopranos in a whole different way. Um, <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's fantastic. And Clarence shines on it. And Bruce Springsteen and Christmas. Perfect. But, but yeah. don't you think it's one of those, it's one of those songs where it just everybody sounds happy? Which yeah. is what Christmas is supposed to be, and exactly. it's across in that music. It's just, yeah. it's a, just a brilliant version. I gr- saw them do story. this at, I think it was the O2 on the Magic Tour, the encore. It was about three days before Christmas, and the encore was um, "Born to Run," "Santa Claus," and "Dancing in the Dark," and so everyone was just joyous anyway. Brilliant. It was just wonderful. There's just various festive headgear. Beautiful, really fun. Super. I was hungover to fuck on that day. I had a, <laughs> I'd have my Christmas work night out the night before, and my boyfriend was really grumpy with me because the first half hour I was just sat there going, I can't even open my eyes. I feel so bad. But then <laughs> obviously perked up as the night went on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, massive row in the car on the way home about it, but he did Santa Claus is coming to town, so I was happy. <laughs> Brilliant song, brilliant song. Fair enough. Yeah, great shout. Great shout. I think I bought the seven inch single not long back, actually. I saw it on eBay. Someone was flogging it for a couple of quid. So I bought it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's actually. I 
I'm pretty sure Santa Claus is the B side, isn't it? Um, my my hometown, I think, was on the other side. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Which Wrong was on my around. list. Until <laughs> earlier. I've mentioned it, so you've crossed it off now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime someone mentions a Bruce song, he crosses it's it off. It's the right off. tick. <laughs> well, I've, so far, I've managed to tick three of my ten, so we're doing all right. I've, I haven't <laughs> revealed mine, you see, subtly. You I'll not? just read them out at the end. I'll just read them all out at the end just as a, as a list. Uh, John, back to you. Okay, then. So Got another two I song, haven't... have you? Sorry? <laughs> another two song, two... two... Two faces, two hearts, no. two legs. No. <laughs> no, this is from the tracks, as it eighteen tracks album, the the uh, the outtakes album. So I've never heard of the Wish until he played it at Broadway. I'd never heard this song, um, which is the one about his mum mm. uh, and the story that he tells so eloquently like he tells all his stories um whenever whenever he talks the uh the lead up to to, to play in the song for his mum and then obviously the lyrics now obviously when you write a song i guess they mean one thing at a certain point in your life and and later on they mean something else and when he tells the story about his mum with a dementia and all she wants to do is dance. And then you listen back to this, to the song that he wrote years ago about finding a, um, a rock and roll bar and, and we'll go out and dance. It's just, it, it's just a absolutely beautiful song. And uh, yeah, he's done his mum proud, I believe with those lyrics and uh, yeah, really, really beautiful song. And I do, like I said, fun. I just love, I, I love how the, the lyrics mean different things with a 30 year span. Yeah, the 18 tracks is called. I think it's just like a B-side mm. live outtake. Kind of outtakes of, almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay. it's a collection of different bits and pieces, demos and what have you. What sort of vintage are we talking then? Yeah, The Wish when he wrote it, are we talking? Well, it was released, looking here, it was 1987 he released this album. So, Oh gosh, really? How long ago? I don't know how old that song is or if it was a B-side on any song. Like I said, until I watched him do it at Broadway, I'd never heard of it. So um, I then went back through his catalogue to find out where it is, and it's just... It's just is this Broadway album. thing on Netflix? Yes. Hmm. Have you like not watched the Sparks it, Like documentary is. I'll have to dig it out and watch it. It's, um, yeah. 18 tracks. Uh, 1999, it was at it says right, here. Well, yeah okay well this 87 must refer to when he wrote it or recorded it so. yeah yeah hmm. well yeah a lot of uh, a lot of tracks on there that you do recognize obviously uh yeah. as you say outtakes and what have you that is a hell of a performance of that song it is just so moving it's how he bookshelves it bookends it with the story of his dad yeah you know he tells the story of his dad which is you know, as he put put it, you know, when he finishes the story and finishes the song about his dad, he says, "Right, I'm, I'm taking you all off suicide watch now." And that, and then he lightens <laughs> the mood by telling the story of his mum, who, yeah, you know, we don't know his mum, but she comes across as this character uh, full of life that really sort of added the balance to his life that his old man gave him. On the other hand, um, 
yeah, and we've all seen the we've all seen the footage on YouTube or whatever when he pulls her up on stage 10, 15 years ago and, and dances. Yeah. I mean, he does dancing in the dark and he's there, just stood there dancing with his mum on stage. And uh, yeah, she's, she seems a great character. I believe she, I haven't heard that she's no longer with him. So um, yeah, she may be poorly, but she's obviously still going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch this Netflix thing. It's been a while. <laughs> the Wish then. Okay, that's your next one. Uh, we're doing well here, I think. So next is up is Jackie. What number are we up to? Uh, I've got well, you I've got on three uh, left. eight now. Oh, right. Okay, I'm going to have to be brutal, aren't I? Um, back to the Magic album, Ben. Uh, Devil's Arcade. Mm-hmm. So I think Magic was 2008, nine, 2007. Like oh, was it 2007? Yeah. Um, it's just a really sexy song. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just really, really sexy. The lyrics are gorgeous. Um, that wonderful crescendo that builds up when he keeps singing the beat of your heart, the beat of your heart, mm. and it is just... And again, beautiful strings, opens with incredible strings. Um, strings, yeah. Those first nervous evenings of perfume and gin. <laughs> Smelling your there's, back there's as I the gin. get it in. There's I the, mean, there's the gin. Jesus, he's just incredibly sexy. He's he doesn't do sexy very often in lyrics. I don't know. So. I don't know. I'm not attracted to men, but he's 72 years old. I would give anything right to look that good now. And I'm 30 oh, years younger than him. Phenomenal looking man. He's absolutely beautiful. I've been sculpted. But lyrics wise, he doesn't really do sexy. Oh, sorry. You, know? you were talking lyrics. Okay. Yeah. I was just whole, talking about you know, him. The, that line just giving away. Was, <laughs> 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 I, just busted, busted there. I thoroughly enjoyed this homoerotic moment. With <laughs> well, it's Bruce. I am, I am more than comfortable to admit my man crush is the boss. All right. <laughs> he is a beautiful, beautiful human being to look at. He is just incredible. Um, but lyrics wise, he doesn't really do sexy. So, you know, something like this, which is quite slow and it sounds quite dirty and the strings again it's just a lovely song body that waits for the touch of your fingers at the end of the day (sighs) you want a moment i want a moment yeah excuse me (laughs) (laughs) quickly let's talk about pete's dinner again (laughs) (laughs) oh nothing sexier than a pork pie mate Nice bit of Milton Mowbray. You're well away. <laughs> I think Magic's a really good album. It's quite—I don't know—almost poppy in the grand scheme of, of mm. Springsteen albums. I think the first single was "Girls in Their Summer Clothes," wasn't it? And which is fine, you know, it's perfectly. Yeah. Or was it Radio Nowhere? It was one of them, wasn't it? But I think it might have been Radio Nowhere. But yeah, yeah. really good song. Um, and the Pet Shop Boys did a version of um, The Last to Die, which is great. Random, but very good. Um, but Devil's Arcade's always been the one that stuck out on the... I like, I like you stuck out there, Jackie. You did well. <laughs> right, you've gone for quite a few out of your... How many have you had? Eight. Um, 
quite a few of yours that are maybe more recent within mm. the last mm. within the last twenty years, I'd say. I've got a lot of early stuff on here, but they're on the list that you've you've left off for the, the list moment. that I'm They'll... ticking off. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe there's two more to think of, and it's just right. Well, while John's stuff. telling his his next one, you can have another think about your next. No, I want to listen to song. John. Yeah, okay, right. well, I'm. I'm going to the Promise album as well. Okay. And I think this was in my top 20 songs of all time the other night when we, we did it, uh, Because the Night. I, I love, I can't get enough of that song. Whether or not it's Bruce's version or Patty's version, absolutely love it. And again, we play it in our band and we kind of lean more towards Springsteen's version. Um, okay. I just, I just adore the song uh and even more so that he wrote it it was and my so yeah it was my top pick in the 1978 singles when we did 1978 mm. singles i chose oh, patty smith version i i think it's a wonderful song I, I think springsteen has written so many songs that other people have done equally well or mm. better um and yeah. I and, and I think that's one of them. I, I, I do I prefer the Patty Smith probably on balance. I do, but I, I think just, I do. I just think it's a brilliant song. You know, it's, it's exactly, just, and that's that's the reason for me picking it. Yeah. I did read the other day that she did help him finish it with some of the lyrics. Oh, well, really? yeah, I was. We were talking about that. Sure. Say that. You said that in the show, didn't you, Colin? That you thought I, I did. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember. It's a, a Springsteen song that Patty Smith finished off or helped him finish off. It was the other way around. I'm, I was guessing it was the Springsteen song mm. that Patti Smith added a few lyrics to before yes, it was I, released. It's certainly co-composed by them, isn't it? Because mm. when, just what was it, 78? Yeah, 78 was the like Patti Smith song. 78 was the Patti yeah. Smith person. Yeah. 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 And she, um, when they did that, uh, have you seen the music as tribute night to Springsteen anyone no so they've got this big musical organization in America called music Airs, and they basically it's a foundation set up to support musicians and obviously in the last couple of years it's been really sort of um, used mm. uh, but every year music Airs have their person of the year and they do a live show half the show is people coming on stage playing music songs from said person and then sort of the, the latter half of the show is when they come up on stage and, and play as well uh they i think this year was dolly i think it was dolly parton they've done a Joni mitchell one james taylor paul mccartney and the springsteen the springsteen music has is it, it's an incredible night it's hosted by john stewart the New nice. Jersey comedian stroke TV show. I know. Oh, yeah, really good. Um, you've got bands like Alabama Shakes do a copy cover of Adam Raised the Cane. Oh, Mumford and Son did a version of I'm on Fire. Oh, there's no um, need for that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, not. Moving Sting on. Sting did a cover of Lonesome Day or Lonesome, yeah, Lonesome Day, which is great. Um, I'm just trying to think who else was. Oh, there were so many people. It was a really good show. Uh, and Patty come on stage and did Because the Night. Beautiful. And brought the house down. 
I saw Patty in, um, oh God, it was a very short-lived festival. Um, Prince did his only UK festival performance there. And I went the night before, like you do. And Patty was there. And yeah, when she did that, it was incredible. Absolutely such amazing. A, such a brilliant. So like Pete said, it's just... Yeah, whoever's playing it, whatever version you're listening to, like, it's just such I was a powerful. When we, when we did the '78 singles, I saw Patti Smith. She headlined the Reading Festival in '78 um, on the Sunday night, so she was a Sunday night headliner, and um, that absolutely the place went mad when that mm. was played. It's just it's just one of those iconic mm. songs. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. it is. John, what do you play or sing in the band? I play guitar and sing. Try to, as they all say. Yeah, <laughs> but you know you do. <laughs> well, yeah. jury's out. M- my mum likes it. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's all that matters, isn't it? That's, my all, that's all that counts. That's all that matters. Sorry? That's all Sorted. that matters. <laughs> if your mum likes it, back of the net. Sorted. Yeah. Right, Jackie. A penultimate? <gasps> I don't want to. It's too hard. <laughs> um, you can list all these other ones at the end. All right, then. Let's go with... I mentioned Moonlight Motel, so not that. Let's go even more recent from Western Stars and go with... Oh, if, no. I was, if I Was the Priest. Oh, thank God. From... It was oh. on my list as well, but I took it off. I know I took it off. It's not the one you wanted. No, well, no, I had it originally, but I took it off in favour of another one. So uh, ah. but I'm so glad you picked it because, Good. well, <laughs> I'll let you talk. It's your choice. Thank you. Yeah, from Letter to You, um, If I Was a Priest, um, this album just suddenly seemingly appeared out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. It was just... Just you know, a year we after kind of, Western Stars, yeah. Yeah, we were just kind of still getting over that and I was still playing it to death and then suddenly, oh, another one, really? Yeah. You're spoiling us. Um, and this is kind of really where Bruce gets to be a cowboy, which mm. he sounds like he's absolutely in his element. I mean, it's different Mary he's singing about this time. But um, I did not know until I read about it the other day. Apparently this song was written in the early 70s. And there was a couple was, of tracks off that album which are quite old, yeah. I had no idea. And it was covered by somebody called Alan Clark. In 1975, I don't know who Alan Clark it's is. It's not, not the guy who's the lead singer of the Hollies. <laughs> Alan Might Clark. Be. Yeah. He was yeah. the lead singer with the Hollies. Okay. But he sang this in, in the mid-70s. I had no idea this song went back that far. And it still sounds recent. You know, it, it sounds like it belongs in the 70s, and yet it still sounds like it belongs three years ago. It's got that kind of timeless quality mm. that so many of Bruce's songs have. Like um, There Goes My Miracle, it's, it's got that. It just Yes. It spans decades and sounds fresh in every single one of them. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's songs about cowboys from decades ago until the end of time. It's always going to be the way. And it just works. It really you, works. Have you watched the documentary? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. Because that's, <laughs> that's probably better than the Broadway show. It's better than West. Do you think? Just, oh, watching him in the boys in the studio. 
you know, and some people do like, why, why is he called the boss? Well, watch the Apple documentary about the making of this album. That's why he's called the boss, because when he talks, everyone shuts up and does as they're told. Yeah, and rightly so. Or smiles at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or smiles at him, going, oh, there's a great bit. There's a great bit in the book where, um, where someone in Clarence's family recommends Jake to take his place in the, in the E Street Band. And he says something along the lines of, well, he, first and foremost, he has to be good enough. We don't carry anyone. There's no sentimentality in this band. Um, and Jake turns up for his first audition um, and he's and he's learned the songs half-assed, doesn't really know them. Or or he knew, he thinks he knows them to his standards, but obviously his standards <laughs> and the boss is a, a lot different. And he basically says to the kid, go away, learn them properly and come back and try again. And I think as he was leaving the studio that afternoon, Stevie or or Nils or someone grabbed hold of him and said, look, you know, you're in the E Street band now, mate. There is half fast." So he went away, learned them properly, come back and blew his socks off. Oh, That's the standard, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. Just because, just because you're big man's nephew or whoever, what the re- relation is, you know, you have no free rides. You can't play, uh, you're not in. Well, there was, yeah, a really exactly. um, there was a really interesting interview with Nils Lofgren, who I love, and he's a brilliant guitarist. Yeah. Um, and um, he was saying that the challenge of playing in the E Street Band is that you never know what you're going to play. And you go yeah. up on stage and you have to know 300 songs because he might yeah. choose any one of those 300 and you just have to be able to play them. And if you yeah. can't do that, you can't be in the E Street Band. And I thought that must be something of a challenge because he also played with Neil Young in Crazy Horse and he's as mad as a box of frogs as well. So you actually have to be, you, you've got that twice. So to yeah. be a guitarist and be able to do both of those things, he must be a hell of a player. With back catalogues um, for both as long as you're on, yeah, you know, exactly. so much well, to choose from. Yeah. It was only um, recently till I bought um, Neil Young's Barn Sessions, the, the most recent album, he yeah. did, which, by the way, is fucking terrible. Um, I didn't realise that, <laughs> that Neil's was in Crazy Horse. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, he was in Crazy Horse. I haven't bought that one because I was tipped no, off. Not, I would, no, I was tipped off that it was not good, and I'm a massive Neil Young fan. So, well, but I so still, am I. And, I do avoid on my I do album reviews on my on my blog page, and I didn't even bother with the beat of the album. <laughs> what do you think? I of did the write up. I did the write up of, of side A, and I thought it doesn't matter how good it is; it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good enough to rewrite the first half. So I didn't bother reviewing the second half, and I never published it, and I've never listened to the second half. I just, I just haven't got it in me. It's terrible. <laughs> it could be brilliant. Could be brilliant. Yeah, let's to you. What you're saying, sorry about Lessons to You came out of nowhere. is a It's a very good album. It's got a couple of songs that are, are a bit filler. You know, how many times can you hear a thousand guitars, a thousand guitars? But this is a song that stuck out to me. Typical. Bruce's story, you know, and there's religion thrown in and love it. And I, I'm not sure I'll forgive him for the grammatical error in the uh, title, of course. Should be if I yes. were the priest. You know, <laughs> Maybe it's a, it's a Devonshire thing. If I was a priest. Subjective, you know, <laughs> there's an element of doubt about it. If, 
it's got to be were and not was. It's the boss, he can do what he wants. No, if you go to a boys' grammar school in Essex, then things like this are important. (laughs) So I could never listen to that Midge Ewer song, If I Was. It's not If I Was a Rich Man, is it? It's If I Were a Rich Man. And that's Fiddler on the Roof, so. That was, that was indeed. I I was going to say, rudely interrupting you there earlier on, uh, Jackie, about the, or maybe it was John was talking about the guitarist, or it might have been Pete. Uh, they they never know what they're going to be playing, so they've got to be really good. It, it's a bit like Chuck Berry's backing bands. He never had any. Uh, he was a bit troublesome as well, wasn't he? Yeah, but he just know, used to say. What but he used to say. Play in, did he? No, but he used to used to go Chuck. He used to say Chuck and E or Chuck and A. <laughs> and they basically played the same thing. It was Johnny. Um, I was rereading. I was rereading um, Careless Love not long ago, and a lot of. Um, couple of Elvis's guitarists were saying, yeah, you wouldn't know. You'd have the set list, but whether he'd stick to it or not would be another matter. And again, massive back catalogue. He didn't know what order the songs were going to come in. Mm. Jackie mentioned Elvis, Pete. Yeah, it's all right. right. I'll forgive her because I love her to bits. Oh. <laughs> right, John, What's... next up. No, 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 no. What's wrong with Elvis? There no. we go. Oh, <laughs> we Elvis. go down John, this. nothing. Nothing long, at all. Nothing wrong with Elvis. Have I told you my best friend's dad met him? That's no, you haven't. Did I not tell you that story? No. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, he was in the army in Germany, and it was the day of the Grand National back in England, and they were him and one of his um his army buddies were were just sort of going around different army bases selling like raffle tickets, and oh. door opened by Mr. Presley, full wow. army uniform. Oh, he's selling a ticket. Oh, yeah. Do you want another moment, Jack? <laughs> yes, Having a few moments today. <laughs> it's not the gin, it's the men. Um, <laughs> but yes, he's met him, and apparently, there is a signed 78 in his attic, which he has never let me see because he thinks I'll run away with it. And he's right, so it's just exactly right. Yeah, what you need to do is run down to Sotheby's and flog it because it's probably worth a bloody fortune. Can you imagine? Yeah, Absolutely. how can you not like the single most important <laughs> figure in musical history? It's it's not it's not even up for debate. No, is it? It's just like water is wet. Peter's going to say, "Moving <laughs> on in a minute." Water is wet. Elvis is God. <laughs> Elvis is to. dead. God isn't. Mm. Elvis isn't made up though. Like, boom! Right there, as a, as, a, as a musician, he was. Mic drop. Ooh, doesn't matter. Uh, we're not going to go down the. Shall we get back to Bruce? Yeah, let's get back yeah, to Bruce before I get. Yeah. Otherwise, Pete will start crying. I love you to bits as well. Well, Pete, I'm not start we'll, crying. We'll disagree I, on I this. Will, I'm not. I, I will go. I will die on this hill. Anyway, yes, move on. Let's I'll, talk get, I'll give you Queen. I'll give you Queen. Um, let's talk about Bruce. Jackie, you are so right that it come out of nowhere. I was in my mate's record shop up in Bury, and we were sat there having tea uh, and he, he was fiddling around on his laptop and it literally come up there and then he had an email come through release date, Bruce Springsteen's new album. I'm like, you what? literally, he had got the email from whatever record people that were selling it that were pre-ordering it and what have you 
and it was like Christ it's coming out mm. didn't waste November. any time did he so, no he didn't and um so yeah completely it, just nuts about it coming out um and when when yeah so it was 2020 wasn't it it come out yeah. and uh we yeah. had, I, I lost my dad at the end of 2019 and obviously but when this album come out naturally i was excited about it but then opening track of one minute you, it's not on my list by the way but uh one minute you're here next minute you're gone you know for someone who's just lost their dad oh. to, to hear to hear the boss singing what you're feeling it was just too much and mm. i just remember listening to that album just in floods of tears because that song the emotions it evokes but the whole emotion you get from a bruce album anyway you know regardless of the reman or, or, or what have you Oh God, the first uh, time you hear just, a new one and everything else, you have it has to be in silence and you just have to sit yeah. and concentrate. I took, so I knew it was coming on that day because I had pre-ordered it. I booked the day off work. Everyone was at work and at school and I listened to it five times on the spin. It was, it was that good. It blew my socks off this album. I agree with you on the Thousand Guitar song could have probably been left off mm. um so i've picked two i've picked two for this album first one i'm going with um title track yeah. of letter to you brilliant again pick any any song off it but just means even more now when you watch the, the creative process that goes behind how they built the song up from bruce's just stood there with an acoustic just singing it to them and then the next thing you hear this massive produced Banging number. Um, Incredible. It's, it's such a powerful, powerful song. Um, yeah. Brilliant. That's not much more I can say about that. No. Okay. Nicely done. You have another song from it, or is that your second one from it? Uh, so I've got, I've got one track left, and it's from that album as well. Go on, you might as well do that too, then. Go on. Go on. Okay, well, go I'm on. gone with Ghosts. Yay! Because... Saves me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've already touched on some of his songs that span decades. I think this is another one. And it's just, do you know when you hear a, it's probably a bit unfair to use this album as an analogy because every song on there is like a, an awakening in itself. But when you hear a new album from a, from one of your favourite bands and there's always that one track in it that on, on that album that really kind of, in Bruce's words, brings it home. Um, and this song, it was just, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's poppy, it's commercial, it's produced massive, but it's, take all that aside, it's just Lyrics. a brilliant, brilliantly written song, musically, lyrically. Mm. Uh, I generally think that the, the whole album and that song in particular stands up alongside anything he's done before. And... Big statement. And, and, and with Western stars thrown in the mix, it's very rare that you get someone who's been a, a superstar for 50, 60 years, who's in his early 70s, is producing music that's as good as anything he's done before. And that's his rare. voice is incredible on those two albums. It's mm. on going back to There Goes My Miracle. There's some big notes in that. Yeah. And yeah. he hits like them said, every single time. Yeah. 
yeah, he stands he stands toe to toe with the big voices uh, like uh, that track in particular. You, I, I've already said you could hear Glenn Campbell <laughs> singing it. You could hear Roy Orbison singing it. These are oh, guys oh, notoriously God, yeah. big voices, and and Bruce mm-hmm. stands toe to toe with them on these sorts of songs. And, uh, oh, God, and, Roy and to, to be Orbison. doing it when you're in your in your seventies, yeah, the greatest voice in musical history, in my opinion. Phenomenal. Um, and um, I can now you've said that I can completely hear that song in Orbison's voice. Mm. It's which just nuts. Your point the guy's 72, 72 to be writing as well as he's ever done, to be performing as well as he's ever done, mm. and to and to look as great as he looks. Mm. What's he's his magic? Old, even, 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 you know, McCartney's 80, he's a bit older than the boss, but McCartney's not doing anything as close to no. what he was doing in the early 80s, late 70s, and obviously with the Beatles. But can't he dream of being this good mm. that late in his career? And that's no, I, I totally agree. And I do think Western Stars, for my money, is, is now my favourite. It's overtaken Born to Run. And I think because of the time it came out and what the lyrics meant, and going mm. back to your point about how what lyrics mean can change. I see them kind of quite differently from when I did when it came out when lockdown hit. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a magician. He's incredible. Rolling Stone, Pete's favourite magazine, uh, describes Ghost as a probable future live favourite when concerts resume, sounding like a revved up version of rockers from the river, such as Two Hearts. Oh, both in your legs. Nice. <laughs> there you go. If, yeah, that's going to be an absolute banger when he plays it live. Oh, God, isn't it? Well, what he's well in Hyde Park, so you'll be uh, yes, next year. Yes. Very happy. Yes. You're just going to be weeping somewhere there, aren't you? I am going to blub mm. the whole. There's time. plenty of uh, there's plenty of good trees to weep under. I've yeah. Uh, sat there in Hyde Park on many occasions. I remember my second Springsteen gig. Again, it was a Seeger Sessions. It was a different venue, I think, and we had dreadful seats. And we'd kind of seen the whole show before, but he was dropping in more old tracks. And then towards the end of the show, all the lights went out, and you just heard, I come from down in the valley. And the place erupted, (laughs) and I was just sobbing. Absolutely sobbing. Oh, mate, are it's you going to happen? It? It's going to happen. You are in I was bad enough at Eagles. I was in tears at Eagles, you know. Um, uh, as I've got older and I've got kids, uh, yeah, I, I blubbed at County Crows for crying out loud. But uh, <laughs> I've just. <laughs> what, Pete? Say it. No, no, I just. Uh, the. the um... I get emotional about stuff, but I don't ever remember. I don't ever remember blubbing at anything really, particularly. Anyway, there we go. Oh God, there are so many gigs I've cried at. Mm. Well, Prince, I cried. I cried on um, the underground on my way home from Queen because they were so shit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I've, that's three hours of my life I'm never getting back. But uh, yeah. I cried at self-esteem last year. My God, maybe. The songs are incredible, but also, you know, first gig in God knows how long. 
Yes. Yes, yeah, I'm a crier, is your last, and I'm fine with that. Your last one, then, Jackie. Is that gonna is that gonna make you blow? Well, Leaving on one out, gonna make you blow? Um, it could be waiting on a sunny day. It could be she's the one. It could be. Oh, this is cheating. This is cheating. <laughs> It could be Hello Sunshine. It could Can I just be... say, <laughs> this is stretching the rules somewhat. And I've got I'm just ten. mentioning and... the ones. <laughs> I'm not picking, I don't think. Um, I, I stuck to 10. Jackie, just yeah. help me out. Yeah, well done. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go back to Western Stars and we'll do Hello Sunshine. Okay. Because it is, ugh, that really does make me cry. And <laughs> coming out, as it did the whole lockdown thing, and he—it's another song when he sounds really lonely. But what's what's the line? What's the line? I always like my walking shoes. You can get a little too fond of the blues, and mm. yeah. So, and when that came out, it was well. I'm staying at home on my own because I need to stay home on my own, but. You walk too far, you walk away. You know, it's... So it has the heartbreak meaning as well as that meaning. And, again, that, that could be a Glen Campbell song, easily. That lovely little guitar that just goes all the way through it. I think Hello Sunshine could be a... could be a Glen Campbell song. And, again, it just go back to his voice. His voice sounds so different. I remember when Devils and Dust came out and all I'm thinking about is you, which was close to making my 10. And his voice on there just sounded completely different to anything I'd ever heard him do. And there's elements of that, I think, again, in Western Stars. Um, the whole album is just beautiful. Absolutely perfect. He's, he's writing to suit his voice as well now, isn't it? Yes. So he kind of, he kind of, a lot of singers will keep writing in their own style that they've written for 30 years. And then they expect to be able to sing it as a 50, 60 year old. Well, they don't, you know, let's be honest, they don't have the voices they had back then. No. So Bruce is writing to suit his own strengths now, which and, makes and his, his voice sound even better. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. his life experience, because he's gone from things like Rosalita and maybe, you know, Born to Run. And now when you look at something like Hello Sunshine, it's and, and Moonlight Motel again, you mm. know, those days are gone. Everything's boarded up and shut and we've moved on. And, and it fits. He's grown up. His back catalogue is autobiographical. Mm. There's a lot of people out there that make, you know, they write universal songs to appeal to everyone. And yeah. whilst Bruce can do that, you, you you see his life in lyrics as you go through his entire catalogue. Absolutely right. And that's what the greats do, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. They that's adapt best. to their strengths perfectly. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. There's no, it's not a fluke. That his voice is sounding different now, and no. he's still sounding great. It's because mm. he's writing for his current voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, um, the voice is a muscle, and in the same way that when you're eighty, you can't throw you know several hundred pounds up in the air on a barbell, 
you can't sing like you could. And so if you want to do exercise, you have to do exercise that works as an 80-year-old. You have to Bruce Springsteen so, runs six miles on a treadmill and lifts weights three times a week, and he's been doing that since he was in his late 20s. I'm really pleased, friend. That wasn't. <laughs> that, that's not the point I was making. I was making the point. Um, muscle. <laughs> I think Pete was making. I don't. The I don't want to go. Paul McCartney, actually. <laughs> no. Don't go. <laughs> I don't want to go off two piece. But whilst we're talking about the vocals, has anyone seen Joni at uh, the Newport Folk Festival at the weekend? No. Has anyone seen what? Sorry. Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mitchell singing and playing. Oh, I yeah. did see that. Yeah. yeah. She sang uh, both sides now, didn't she? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So this is a woman that's had to learn to talk again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let alone sing and play guitar. The cheer after that first line was quite mm. spine tingling, wasn't it? As you all know, music is is everything to me. I've never felt anything like that watching that on on the telly or whatever. I so what's that? Nice ago. Was that what was it on the BBC or something? No, um, Brandy Carlisle shared it on her Instagram page because um, she, she was sat with her. Um, yeah, and it was just a video of her sat in her chair singing both sides now. I love Johnny Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Someone must have tweeted it on Twitter. Mm. I, I think I, I think I put it up, Carl. I think so I, it might I have been me. It, it might have been you. It might have been you. Who's this final loving left guy? Yeah, definitely, definitely. If you haven't seen it, get it get it on because it's just something else okay thank you very much you too pete do you want to quickly run through yours yeah, I'll, I'll, run through run through quickly. Um, I'll just go through one to ten um you can tell me whether i'm um completely misguided my number one favorite springsteen song is and has been since it came out is the river i i, I am a massive fan of story songs and for me that's one of the great story songs um, and I, the very first time I heard it, I thought this is wonderful, and I've never changed from that um, opinion. And I know a lot of people say that there's stuff on the river. You know, the river's not. You know, there's stuff on the river that maybe isn't as good as other stuff. But the actual the the river song itself is my all time favorite. Great song. Um, I couldn't not have Born to Run because I guess that that was. That was the when when Colin did my sixty for sixty, so my sixty tracks about my life for my sixtieth birthday. Um, Born to Run was one of them, um, and and I guess that would always be in my top. I don't know, twenty or thirty. Um, it's a classic rock song, isn't it? it it's yeah. I defy anybody to listen to it and not get that incredible pumped-up feel you get when you listen to great rock. Um, the live the, versions of Born to yeah. Run, when you've got that weight of when the one, exactly. two, three, four comes in, yeah. how yeah. is this going to go on Superb. Yeah. Superb. It's just, it's just a brilliant rock song. And also, one of the other things I love about Springsteen is that sometimes, like so with the river, the story, so it's kind of like it is lyrics. But when you listen to Born to Run, half of the lyrics don't make any sense at all. And then you <laughs> think, well, okay, so is that something that happens regularly? And then you go, yeah, because then you listen to the lyrics to Blinded by the Light, and they make no sense whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but it's a brilliant song, although I prefer the Manfred Mann version. But but so but Born to Run is just, it's just a rock classic. So there, yeah, that had to be there. My number three, Streets of Philadelphia. Um, we talked about that. Um, we've talked about it several times. I just, yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so out of, um, that's Wyatt's favourite 
um, Springsteen track as well. So we've he and I have talked about that and how it's just so moving and just so atmospheric and it just takes you into the picture the movie and it's just kind of it's all of a piece and i just think it's a wonderful song um i had we take care of our owners number uh, number four i just love it number five i had dancing in the dark that was my that was my uh and again i'm not a dancer in fact anybody who knows me will say that i am literally the worst dancer in the world i've got the coordination of a drunk epileptic um but the bottom line you do it in the dark uh, sorry yeah well yeah yeah so so if i if i do dance it would have to be in the dark but that's just it's just one of those songs which i just defy you to not get your feet moving because it just does that and it's just a great it's almost it's a pop rock song isn't it really it it, it, it's rock but it's it's almost pop um Mm -hmm. and i just think it's very good then i've got the first of my working on a dream tracks which is outlaw pete um, which I just think is a lovely little song. It's not, I, I bought the album um, and someone made a joke about, um, did you buy it, you know, did you buy it for Outlaw Pete? And I said, why, you know, well, because you're Outlaw Pete. And I went, no, I'm not really. I just don't like rules. But um, but I just, it kind of, it spoke to me and, and I just I liked it. And again, it's a real story song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you, you listen through it and, and it tells this story and I just love the way he does that. Um, number seven, I had Jacob's Ladder off Wish Love. Oh, that is just so a, good. But I literally, I, I played the album two or three times before we were going to do this three weeks ago. And I just thought, I can't choose a song. I mean, the mayor, the, um, the, um, uh, Erie Canal was close for me. Yeah. I mean, it's just a brilliant album and, I, mm. and it's so out of character. Um, but but yeah, it worked, didn't it? it what does. a gamble, really. Have you got, have you got the CD? Because it's got yeah. the DVD in it. Of yes. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and again, you watch that and you know, they just were having fun. Yeah. you know it, it really, yeah. so it's a great album um i had human um i had human touch next which i love it's a beautiful song number nine i had murder incorporated Ooh. which is another one of those ones which is a real stomp along rocker um and um and again i like the words it's kind of you know it's rough and ready isn't it and um and it's always one of those ones. I've got the greatest hits album just because I play it in the car. Um, and when Murder Incorporated comes on, I'm usually sitting on the M25 and there's some twat in an Audi. And I just feel like I need to get into Murder Incorporation because of where I am. It's kind of very much of the moment. Um, and then number number 10 is my curveball. Because um, number 10 is Good Eye off Working on a Dream. And what I love about that song is when I first heard it, I thought this has been put on the wrong album because this is not Springsteen. And I had to check several times that it was, in fact, Springsteen. And it sounds very much like it could have been recorded by Uriah Heep in about 1972. And it is so totally out of character that I just thought, wow, so it had to be in there. So that's my 10. And I've got a shout out for Blinded by the Lights, which is obviously So yeah, that's your 10. Um, I'm just going to just read through the list. I'm not going to 
do running a little bit out of time. I'm not going to give you much of a pricey about them all. Um, it's very difficult, as you know. I got a, I had a few that had been mentioned before in the lower echelons of my twenty. Uh, Moonlight Motel was one. Twenty. Uh, Hold on, I had eighteen, and you took the piss. <laughs> well, I was restricting it to ten. I'm going to jump into ten. Then number ten, I've got Johnny Ninety Nine from Nebraska. Nice. No one's Very mentioned nice. Uh, nine. I'm surprised no one went for this. Uh, I've gone for Racing in the Street from Darkness on the Edge mm. of Town. Uh, eight, like Pete, I've gone Streets of Philadelphia. I know I didn't include Streets of Philadelphia in my uh, top singles from 94, was it we were doing? 94, you and Jackie, yeah. Only because I wanted the Neil Young Philadelphia yes, Neil Young from the same movie. Yeah. Um, both from the soundtrack. Uh, from Ton of Love at Seven, I've got Tougher Than the Rest. Oh, nice. Nice. He's closing his eyes, John. I think he's singing the songs, as, as I mentioned. No, I'm thinking of uh, Back to That Music Airs concert. Um, oh, right. <laughs> Tim McGraw and his wife, did Faith Hill, did a cover of it that night. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, six, I've gone a Glory Days. Another one. Born in the USA. That's and such five, a good song. Five, I've gone for a similar style. We can tell the sorts of stuff I like, really. Um, from the river, I've gone for Cadillac Ranch. Oh, that was in that was in my shortlist because that that was one that really I remember buying the single when it came out. So one that really got me into Bruce Springsteen at the time, and they used to do a, such a great version of it live when we saw them in eighty five, eighty six at Wembley. They did, Glory Days have sort of taken over from that. Uh, in a way, I think. Yeah. I, I assume they still do Glory Days now, but Cadillac Ranch, they used to play and then they used to, just the ending of it, uh, used to go on and on and on for like, I don't know, it seemed to be like seven or eight minutes with Clarence and, you know, just walking from one stage, side of the stage to the right, to the other. And it just went, and it went on for, you know, ages. Now that they don't seem to do that so much now, they do glory days, and that seems to go on for a similar amount of time. Yeah. Also, from the river, I've gone so obvious, and I've gone for hungry heart. Uh, can't go can't wrong. Go wrong. Hungry can't go wrong with hungry heart for me. Like Pete, I've gone dancing in the dark. And number three, I think it's a great song. It's great lyrically as well, actually. It is. It is. And the top two, I've gone, these are in order, I've gone top two, both from Born to Run. And Born to Run is at two. And Thunder Road is my number one. Always going to be my number one. Yeah, me song, too. I think. I think, I think I'll, I'm going to do the radio show tomorrow morning. I think I might, I'm going to add up how many songs they got all the votes and probably three or four ones with the top number of votes from everyone, including these listeners or viewers that have written then i might play them uh right okay i'll just run quickly through these graham has given me um thunder road i don't know whether these are in particular any particular order i'm gonna have to check these out now actually because i'm not quite sure why i've got thunder road i've got it down as number 10 and number one i mean that's good well it's that good <laughs> Thunder Road, yeah uh, moonlight motel the darkness on the edge of town the song Jungle Land, Blinded by the Light, Racing in the Street, Tunnel of Love, Point Blank, Born to Run, 
and I've got Thunder Road at the I don't know which which the other song was. Don't know why I wrote Thunder Road twice. Uh right, who else have we got? Gordon, friend of the show, Gordon, has given us I Don't Wanna Fade Away from the River. Nice. Uh, Girls in the Summer Clothes from Magic. 57 channels and nothing on. From Human Touch, I think that one is. Yeah. Uh, Highway Patrolman from Nebraska. Oh, I love that. Thunder Road. It's got a lot of votes, isn't it? Five. Jersey Girl, presumably the live version from the triple album, is that? It wasn't. I don't I think, think so, there's a yeah. Fourth uh, of July, uh, Sandy, uh, from the Wild Innocent album. Mm-hmm. Rosalita. Oh, I, Rosalita was on my shortlist. From the mm-hmm. same album. Badlands from... On my shortlist. Office. And number one, Racing in the Street. Johnny from Twitter just give me a couple. I'm on fire and streets of Philadelphia. Uh, but two more. Barbie. Number these are in order. Ten. I'm on fire. A dream baby dream. I haven't written down the album that these are from. Do you know that one? Dream baby dream. Not jumping to mind. No. Okay. Dancing in the dark across the border. Hello sunshine. Oh. Hungry Heart, Born in the USA, Thunder Road, there it is again, Jack of All Trades, and the number one is American Skin, 41 Shots. That was on my my list originally. I think that's from the live New York City album originally, wasn't it? And then it was re-recorded on High Hopes. Tom Joad, isn't it? I think it might be High Hopes. It is Tom Joad. I I bad your superior knowledge. I I think it's on the Tom Joad album. Okay. And finally, Rhonda. I shall give Rhonda the final word. Um, she's given me the human touch. Rosalita, if I should fall behind from uh, Lucky Town. No surrender. That was on oh, your nice. list, uh, John. Yeah. The promised land from Darkness. The ghost of Tom Jode. The live version, she says here, with Tom Morello on the guitar solo. Well, he, he co-wrote it. He, was, he played on most of that album. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Growing Up, again, the live version from August 78 at the Cleveland Agora, obviously available. Kitty's Back at number three from the Wild Innocent album. And two, there it is again, Thunder Road from Born to Run. And the number one, Jungle Land. Nice. I don't think it's on any albums, but when he was touring a few years ago, he used to open each show with a cover version of a band who was very, who would come from that country. When he went to New Zealand, he started with Royal by Lord. And then he did a version of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, which is (laughs) absolutely phenomenal. He's got strings with him. It is absolutely incredible. If you've not seen it, I beg you to go to YouTube and search Bruce Springsteen Staying Alive. It is amazing. I shall do that very thing. Well, last time he played Hyde Park, he opened with London Calling by The Clash. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice. Imagine that was a good version. Mm. Yeah, really, you know, typical, yeah. I've got it on on Blu-ray, the concert, yeah. yeah, Do find Staying Alive, because honestly, it's incredible. When that spotlight hits in, well, you can tell by the way I use my what? Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm looking out for that, and I'm looking out for Pete's curveball as well, because I haven't... Yeah, good eye. It's a really... Yeah. 
It's a really good song. It's off. Uh, it's it's off uh, working on a dream. Oh, she'll get on that tomorrow. And I've got one final word then, again from Rhonda. She's suggesting is to try to find before the fame as a download. Some of the songs were precursors to songs to come. Before also had dry lightning and Gloria's eyes on it. What's it I called? I believe I before downloaded the... it from a Russian. Sorry, before What's the it? fame. It says. Ah, here. okay. Thank you, before... thank you, Rhonda. We'll check that one out. Mm. Thank you, Rhonda, She's 18 really... times. Yeah, download. <laughs> yes. That's the one. Right, I suppose we better sure, end. I'm fairly sure that my ex, my my um, university housemate, Jeff, he must have seen Springsteen 10 or 11 times, and he saw him at on Broadway twice. Oh, he played, he, he went to the States and paid to go and see. Well, you we can go off people, can't you? So. We were in, we were in New York at that, at that time. Oh, I just couldn't afford it. Couldn't justify it. But you got Hyde Park coming. You have. Hyde Park calling. Yes. It's calling. Excellent. Yeah, enjoy that next year. No doubt we'll speak to you before then. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, oh, John. thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Some, some great Springsteen songs to send on up. Put together a few of these. I might play them tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, thank you again, as usual, Stinky, for your input or output. Regardless of the fact you don't like Elvis. That's done. Shut the show now. Or, or let's, let's not go down that route. Let's, things let's, will get just, things will get nasty. Just do this, it after this podcast will be posted to all the various various fora, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, anchor, you name it, it will be there. So um, over the weekend, I suspect. So thank you very much again, all three of you. Hopefully we'll see you both, Jackie and John, maybe back again for another show on another topic. Maybe we can have a Kate Bush special. Well, we've done an Elvis one already, actually. But I'm sure we could do another one. <laughs> Pete might sit that one out. Please do a Kate Bush one while I'm in Saudi Arabia. Right? <laughs> That would if you make do that one, Carl, I'll be delighted to come on. I'm sure you would. <laughs> but in the meantime, it's a good night from me. This is going to be complicated, isn't it? It's a good night from him. Uh, it's a good, good night, night from, from Bruce. <laughs> good night from Bruce. That would do. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Thank you. Not off. Not off. Not off.